Hello and welcome to the 54th episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they started making games and what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves and the second half to discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Keyballs by Burnt Fuse. Gavin and Felix, introduce yourselves. Who are you and what do you do? Well, my name's Gavin. Um, I'm the programmer, so responsible for all of the code. I also do sound effects and all sorts of other miscellaneous bits and pieces on the game. Um, my background's always been in IT. I've always been in software development, but this is my first go at actually sitting down and making an actual proper computer game. Ooh. Yep. Okay. My name's Felix. I'm the level designer and artist. I'm um, I'm an accountant by background. Most of you'd be surprised to find out. Uh, but I've always been involved in reasonably creative endeavors. I'm a musician as well. I play jazz, guitar, and double bass. And this is my first uh, uh, game project as well. Uh, Gavin and I have worked together on various other projects in other com- other, other industries um, for the last. How long has it been, Gavin? Fifteen oh, years, yeah, easily. Some, some terrifying amount of time. Yeah, and we've always we've always threatened that we would try to start building a computer game together, but never really got around to it till uh, a couple of years ago. Right. So that, again, um, every guest I've had on this show uh, is somehow prescient uh, because they know <laughs> what the next question is going to be. It almost makes me want to spit my teeth out in anger, but I won't. Which is quote unquote, how did you start making games? And you just answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> People are one worse. step ahead of the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this is your debut title then. Wow. It is. It doesn't yeah. look like it. It looks like oh, thank fourth you. or fifth. It really, really is so polished and so well put together. It's kind of scary. So, <laughs> um, to know that this is your first ever title in the history of ever is, which yep. is a long time, um, is, is amazing. Well done. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Um, because I, I, I first encountered this game at Res 2015, which happened about the time of recording the show a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, it's one of my highlights of the show. Because I know when I've hit a winner, when I find myself forgetting I'm at a show. <laughs> the whole thing, everything dissolves around you and you become one with the game. Um, sorry, it sounds a bit pretentious, but it's exactly um, what um, happened. You're making us blush. Yeah. <laughs> don't have to respond yeah. to that. Yeah, no, don't. That's the highlight of the show now. We can stop here. Yeah, so well, thanks, gents, for coming on. We're uh, done. Shortest episode of The Sister Factory ever. You can now carry on staring out the window of your train. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're, we're uh, look, we're completely chuffed, chuffed by the response from beginning with Keebles. It's mm. been absolutely excellent. We we could not have asked for more. Um, we, we, when people first told us that they were surprised this was our first game, we 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 simply thought they were being polite. But we've had we've heard it from more than a few people now, and uh, yeah, it's it's just it's just bowls us over. Yeah. I'm pleased that people are so happy with it. It backs up your claim that you do actually like games. I mean, sounds bizarre. Yeah. But there is general perception that video game developers do live in a bubble, and this bubble contains <laughs> them and what they're making. Yeah. Absurd, yeah. absurd, you, you absolutely. Mean bubble, not bubble. bubble. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Bubble. Yeah, you're bubble. Yeah, a bubble. Actually, yeah. one of the things, one of the things you got to say though is that during the development process, um, it, you're right. It's very easy to get stuck in your own little bubble and 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 get caught up in what you love and and kind of not see what what see what the end product is going to be like. But the, the interesting thing that uh, Gavin and I have had is that we've had each other to bounce these ideas off. And we found that if I had to reflect back, I think we found, we've both found that we're given our distinct personalities. Yeah. Um, we, we seem to be really good checks for each other's ideas. Yeah. We'll both come up with really stupid ideas and we had to list them down. We'd probably look back and go, what the hell were we thinking? But thank God we had each other to say, yeah. no, that's stupid. Dump yeah. that. Yeah. And you need that yeah, honesty yeah. as well. You need that like you know, you know, you could do the passive aggressive thing. Good idea. Let's park that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Gavin's a Gavin's a master at that. <laughs> right. yeah, you, you mean know, at, you mean at not doing that? <laughs> we'll take That's that a terrible board. idea. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take that on board, you know, maybe revisit right. it later on when I'm dead. Um <laughs> Let's take that, you know, put it in the corner, we'll admire it for now, but, you know, 
Let's turn into the FPS. Let me do my impersonation, Gavin. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And at that point, you know he's even stopped listening. Because <laughs> right. when a British person goes, hmm. <laughs> It's not that's right. You that's the most polite way of going. It's, yeah, it's just like, if you've got that out of a British person, like, mm. that's it. That's it. You've actually stopped the conversation. Terrible. So, um, biggest well, Sorry. Yeah, we've got a third question. You'd be happy to know. And the audience, we are going on, everyone. What are your biggest influences? Now, granted, you both said you worked outside the field of video games, um, yeah. but. Um, I'm asking, what is the thing, when I ask this question of creators, creative people like yourself, what is the thing you find yourself orbiting around time and time again when you're creating something? I know you made keyboards, and what was the thing, do you believe, that, 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 that spawned keyboards? What was the thing that you, you found that you create that, that brought about its existence? We had a number of concepts for games when we were thrashing out um, the ideas behind doing a video game. And we actually actually went and prototyped a couple of them. But I think the thing with Keebles is that we were really trying to search for something which was a bit of a unique blend of gameplay. We didn't want to just do, you know, another platformer or another something of that nature because there are tons of those and they've been very well done. Um, But we also needed something that was obviously going to be fun and where the mechanics were familiar enough that people would just be able to pick it up and get it from the beginning. So yes. it was that we were searching for something that was a little bit different, but not so different that it was really obscure. Um, and so, yeah, we went through a number of different ideas. But I think the thing that got us was uh, when we saw a, um, a little simulation of an evolutionary bit of software, which basically evolved vehicle designs. And it, oh, it was just a right, really yeah. Thing. Yeah. And so it just... It, it made vehicles, and we were just looking at this thing and going, this is so cool. You know, We just had it running <laughs> on our screens while we were mucking about doing other stuff. And yeah, the whole thing then started to arise of, you know, I wonder if you could actually make a game out of yeah. you know, this concept of constructing a vehicle to solve a problem which was set by the terrain that you were going to traverse. And that, I guess that was really the genesis of Keyboard. Yeah, it was it, the the program, the algorithm that was generating the vehicles is doing it iteratively, and we we just wanted to try we wanted to try to see if we could surface that gameplay mechanic to players in effect. Um, but more importantly, the thing the thing that caught us with Keebles, I mean, at that point in time when we first saw the, saw this and had the seed for the idea, it was still just another one of our harebrained ideas. Uh, and what uh, what we were really searching for was whether we was something that we could have a unique voice in that we could say you know we could we could add a new game to the community, new type of genre or add to the genre rather than just build another type of game. That's what eventually got us to thinking that, yeah, we can have make a go of this and, and that we could do this within our limited resources, just the two of mm. us. Yeah. Yes. And I think that, you know, and, it, and it's funny, I mean, in Keebles, we give you limited resources very deliberately because it actually encourages creativity. I mean, there's, you know, there's fun in being able to just make anything you want, but if you get everything for free, then it, it actually, funny enough, stifles your creativity. It's when you've only got a handful of things and you've really got to nut it out that you see people come up with some of the best yeah. solutions. And ironically, I think there's a, a certain amount of that that perhaps goes on in development as well, that having constraints does force you to think somewhat more creatively. You know, if you had an unlimited, practically unlimited budget and a big team and all of the rest of it, it's it's easier, I guess, to head down familiar routes. But when yeah. you can't fall back on that, you have to really start scratching your head and go, okay, we'd like yeah. to we'd like to create this experience or this idea, but we've got next to nothing to do it on. So, you know, how do we make it work? Yeah. So, out of necessity, we spent a we spent a good first year uh, just in prototype uh, prototype mode. Mm. We, could, we didn't have we didn't have the resources or assets for artwork. In fact, when we, when I first started doing the artwork for Keebles, I had never really done any art project art related projects before. I'm not a graphic designer by background. I'm a hobbyist. Um, I, I I seem to have a, 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 a some some natural talent in, in in drawing, but not I wouldn't call myself an artist. Uh, and yeah, just had to had to pull it out from somewhere. Mm. That, is, that is amazing. So, I mean, there's some there's several aspects of what you just said there. That I like to, to latch on to. First of all, less is more, understanding uh, mm-hmm. limitations. And the best way I can illustrate that, if you want to, to the audience to think about this, is back in you know the 80s, they, that's all they had was limits. There were just, yeah. 
it was ridiculous to the point where like how how would you know they they somehow managed to to put a pint in a in a in a, fun, <laughs> in a thimble of uh, yeah the, the best example and I've cited it many times is Elite okay Elite yeah. Yeah. is a game there's the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> in 22 kilobytes of RAM, which is like a, a third of the size of the average email. And you go, yeah. what? And you know, these are people who are like polymaths who are like able to see beyond the code, if you will, reference to oh, matrix yeah. there. Yeah. They, could, they, could, they could actually understand that uh, the computers were really literally, and they still are, a series of switches. Yes. Yeah. And actually yeah. could well, see that- just the switches. So. Amazing. At, at, yeah. the end, well, at the end of the day, the game, a game, a good game comes down to its gameplay. Is that gameplay mechanic good? It's not about the finishing touches or the bells and whistles you throw on top of it. If that uh, core game mechanic is fun, it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, I mean, look at the look at the Order 1886. Yeah, dullest mm. game ever made. Yeah, <laughs> one of the most beautiful. But I've, I know people who sit there watching the television while playing it. It's that boring. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> But it's beautiful and made by hundreds of people. The the industry or the the commentators, including myself, going, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, one of the problems that you get when you get something, I suppose when you get something where you're putting that level of effort into the design and the assets is that if you you get caught up in that early on and you don't actually do the prototyping work early on, it becomes too expensive for you to go back and change anything. You've committed too many resources. And one of the things that we did with, Keyboard very deliberately is that for you know the first half of the game's development, the whole game was a programmer art vehicle rolling on a green line, and that was it. I mean, there was just mm. no art in well, there. If, if you and see the yeah, sorry to interrupt, but if you see the early oh, okay. versions of Braid, yeah, Braid was like yeah. that. It was junk. Yeah. It looked like yeah. complete junk. Uh, that's because so, Jonathan Blow well, couldn't draw for toffee. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that was essentially why we had in, pro- in programmer art and prototype mode uh, for that long as well. The, uh, but we, 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 that's a good point, Gab. We actually had all we had forty, forty-five levels complete, complete, completed in yeah. in in that prototype. We hadn't added a single asset to it. No music, no sound. No. Uh, we focused on the workshop. That was probably the only thing we fleshed out because that was uh, uh, important to the core mechanic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, forty-five levels, and we threw away fifteen of them, and then revamped a good, you know, two or three of them after that. But you know, the thirty levels that ended up in the game, they were all pretty much there uh, yeah. at the end of the prototype stage, uh, yeah. and then we just threw away a whole bunch of work yeah. uh, because and, we didn't think it fit the game. And, and it was important because that's what lets you do that iterative development where you can try something, and it doesn't matter how great you think it is in your head and you imagine how it's going to work. It's not until you get it into the game and you actually see how it interacts with the rest of the game around it that you really know if it's a good idea. And mm. if you've got something like that where it's all just really rough sketches, essentially, it becomes very cheap just to go, oh, let's try this out. We'll let it run, from, you know, try it for a few days. Oh, it sucks. We'll get rid of it. But if you'd sat down and invested a huge amount of manpower into building this whole thing up, it'd be a lot harder to let it go. So, you know, I, I think that you can't overstate the value of rough prototypes during development. Agree. So, my next question. Hey, mm-hmm. we move on now because I think we yeah, now yeah. know how you worked on the influence and how it came to be. Yeah. So we can see the, the the embryonic stage. And thanks for sharing that with us. It's, I, I appreciate it. But um, who do you most admire in the video game industry, and why? <laughs> And you, yeah. this is a really uh, tough one to answer without annoying people. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, yeah. Uh, I, 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 sorry. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I was going to say rather than someone. Uh, I suppose my my biggest influence in terms of uh, sub, uh, of people in the industry is the company Blizzard. I was a big World of Warcraft fan. Played a female mage. Always play female in um, in in characters. Yeah, I can't um, do that. I can't do gender bending on MMO. Uh, if you're if you're if you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna watch a butt, I know, I know. Come on, I I I my my I play. Well. It's, it's, but it's I still the do. Thing it's, from, still... It, it's the furthest thing from being gay ever. <laughs> it's really it's a very heterosexual thing to do. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying. Sure, I'm sure it is. Um, but I. <laughs> We played a tauren. It's just a cow. So, oh right, okay. you know. So, yeah, well, yeah. If, if, you're, if, you're, if yeah. you're going to the to the dark side, well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the, Sorry, there's another side. 
<laughs> it's over, isn't it? <laughs> Again. Anyway, so 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 Blizzard. I was back to what I was saying. Yeah. So Blizzard. Blizzard was uh, was a, was a huge influence. The, the thing the thing I took away from them was that they never released anything until it was ready, and they were never afraid to throw entire projects out the window if it wasn't fun. And they that was the thing. A, a, a game was going to be ready, or an update was going to be ready when it was ready. They were they weren't afraid they weren't afraid to announce it. Make a splash about it, and then completely scrap the entire project if they had to. Yeah, Titan. Yeah, and, and and that's what we. I think that's what Gavin and I went into this project thinking uh, largely because we, we the amount of stuff we threw out hmm. uh, would 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 scare you, would scare anyone. Any creative yeah. endeavor is ultimately destructive. So yeah, weird. yeah. It is. It's exactly what happens. It is. The amount of stuff it's, you make is greater, it, or sorry, less than what you created around yeah. it. I sometimes think that some of these projects are more like sculpting in the sense that what's great, the thing that's left over is the is what you've got after you've chucked away all the stuff that didn't work, you know? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Gavin said this before that, uh, you know, effectively you want your you want to create a lot of lot of different bits and pieces and work. You want to create lots of stuff, uh, but make it really cheap to throw as much yeah. of it away as you, as you can. Yeah, indeed. So what about you, Gavin? Mm. Anything, any particular company? Is it Valve or whatever? <laughs> to, to be honest, I can't say that there's any particular person or organization that I look at and I go like, they're my shining beacon because there's just been so many great mm. pieces of work out yeah. of so many people. And sometimes it's little tiny things. You know, sometimes it's not even a, mm. a whole game, but it might be just some little aspect. Like you might go, you know what? I really like the way they did the menu in that. You know, I can see <laughs> that they did a great job on that and it really worked and built up the feeling of that game. And that, you know, that might be the takeaway from that, which would be really sad for that game. But, you know, this, <laughs> you get you get ideas. <laughs> Terrible game. Menu was awesome, though. But <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Love, love to the menu. Ten out of ten. Yes. Can you tell Gavin's the detail guy in the, in the team? Yeah, I can tell. Um, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of developers have said to me, "Oh yeah, just Nintendo," and that's a valid response. You know, yeah. to say, to scoop them all up and go, "Yeah, Nintendo, best ever." Yeah. And we've had that, and we've had Blizzard yeah. come back. Blizzard has been cited as a big, like, "How are you doing this? How do you have the yeah. courage to do that?" That well, they made wow. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and look, you even look at some of these companies that are really, really, really good at what they do, and you think that you know somebody like Blizzard. I mean, they've got so much genius in there, but they still don't necessarily um, uh, get it right every single time. I mean, as you oh. said, you know, they're also not afraid to just go, look, this just isn't working. We're just not going to do this. Yeah. And so sometimes even with all of the resources and the talent and the experience, it, you know, the thing that you've got in your head or the thing that's on your design document doesn't necessarily work out mm. that way in real life. And I think it's it's important to be able to turn around and go, look, this this just doesn't achieve what we want, so we're not going to do it. And conversely, yeah. when they get it right, oh, my God. Yeah, you know, like, Look at half uh, yeah. heaven. Like, yeah, yeah, just, correct. Yeah. <laughs> and and again, it will be it'll be good because of all the stuff they threw out. That they'll have yeah. been a thousand mechanics and a thousand ideas that they'll have tested and trialed, and they'll have gone. You know, it just doesn't quite do whatever, so it's yeah. not in there. Yeah. But the funny thing is that the the version of keyboards you see uh, he, that we have here now isn't anything like what we thought it would be when we started out. In, oh, in yeah. fact, it, it's still it's the game's still evolving. Uh, the, the way we <laughs> see people play it, when we developed it and released, and we thought, okay, we we understand the game. We are the bubble masters. We built this. We're the experts at it. Then we let it out, and holy crap, the stuff yeah, you guys are coming up with. Yeah, you're yeah. morons compared to the rest of humanity. I know. It's, oh, yeah. It's but, just the way it is. In fact, a lot of developers, they're really good at their games, but they're not great at them. And that's okay. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. All right. Yeah, but people are starting to play it in ways that we hadn't expected. Yeah. Uh, uh, having, you know, developing the levels and everything else, you come up with a couple of uh, a range of designs that will work and complete it, get the five stars and everything else. But uh, there's, 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 there's something to be said about just playing the game and not caring about any of the stars, just building your vehicles, getting through the level. And uh, and Gavin discovered this yesterday. He, he taught, he's taught me a really good lesson. We're, we'll, we'll be looking to release a series of videos, I think. We're going to call them Bubble Stunt Tricks. Stunts. Yeah, and get at yes. stunt stunts. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, stunts. Gavin's... I approve of stunts. Very good. Oh yeah. You, you, if you if you know level five humpy in our game, it's one yeah. of the it's the first level where you really start, potentially hit a wall. But that's where you also learn some important lessons about what keyboards I, I, is as a I, game. 
I never really, no offense, so I'm not bigging myself up. I never really hit a wall with the game. Good. Yay. Yay. Probably for reasons we talked about before the show. Yeah. Um, but it was, <laughs> sorry. Wow. But the only, the only wall I hit is self inflicted. Yes. Like, I could do better. Yes. I could, you know, I could get five stars more. I thought, uh, no, no, I can use only two things, two little bits, and I'll be fine. No, Chris. No, I can do it with one wheel. No, no. I, it's like, okay. I, I've only got one thing to say to that. Wait for it. Mwah! <laughs> yeah, you success. Are, you both were sitting there with evil people hands. To sort of stroke no, exactly. That's it. We, we have two white cats at the office. It's, you know, we had to buy a matching pair. You did. And a death Let's ray. Which you don't know why that's there for, but you do have a death ray. Uh, I just like that you can order them off Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now going to wipe out the pole. Um, so, no, I miss it. Um, so, on to the final question then, uh, on hmm. the first half, and then we'll talk about the keyballs. The keyballs? Yeah. Keyballs uh, in detail next uh, next show, next half of the show. Um, what are you playing right now? Oh, um, just going to Ori in the Blind Forest, actually. Oh, that's actually, glorious, isn't it? That's gorgeous. That is a glorious piece of coding. I, I played it yeah. at, uh, uh, I think it was PAX Prime. Yeah, PAX Prime last year and Eurogamer as well. Uh, fell in love with it. Fell yeah. in love with it. I was so amazed how people were just walking on by going off to some AAA title. Like, no, play this! Yeah, it's so so good, so good. We would, Although, we would so sorry, go on. Punishing you hard. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. The uh, the Ginzo f- uh, three uh, run. I, I when uh, was it last weekend? I think I spent. I, I must. I feel like an idiot. Uh, I must have spent three hours practicing that run, and until I got it, <laughs> took me three hours. It probably took Gavin like half an hour or less. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. Like it, it was so beautiful. You, it, you didn't mind playing it again, and the gameplay mechanic was so much fun. You didn't mind keep doing it over and over again. No. All the three hours might have been stretching it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm finding the older I'm getting, and I am quite old, and uh, yeah. uh, the uh, my hand-to-eye coordination is not what it used to be. Yeah, in my twenties, yeah, it was pretty good, but now it's like yeah. as if as if I'm going press press the button, and my thumb's going what? Could, could you press? <laughs> We inevitably, inevitably, we were chatting about uh, the Ginzo Forest uh, Three Run uh, on on the office on Monday morning, and 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 we were drawing some comparisons between the um, uh, the OCD nature of playing that versus yeah. keyboards, and we we actually we actually realized something. the The difference with keyboards is that you've got the same um, uh, you've got the same same. Uh, just one more time feel you get out of that. Yeah. But the barrier to entry for most people to to try over and over again is a little, quite a lot lower in keyboards. Yes. Uh, pr- on pretty much any level. Yeah. But the other thing that you have as well is that as a uh, as a spectator sp- uh, game, it actually works really well because people can see you build that vehicle and instinctively know what might happen yes. uh, if you if you if you change a vehicle in a certain way and can participate in watching it. Yeah. Um, as well. Uh, yeah, and and look, it's I don't know if we're sort of getting into things that maybe we should talk about a bit later or whatnot, but it's that virtuous cycle I think that you get when people are able to tune the vehicle that they've created to their playstyle, and that's one of the things that I think is important in the game is it's kind of this two sides of actually playing it. You know, there's the thing of if you're struggling because you're having trouble controlling the vehicle in a certain way, you can always just change the vehicle. Whereas in a lot of games, it's you're given your character or your whatever, and you're stuck with whatever it is that that does. So this is kind well, of you know kind back of, and forth with it a bit. Yeah, mm. kind of. But then then Metroidvania games and stuff like that get around that by giving you additional yeah. abilities and exactly. then rewarding you by actually letting you see more of the world. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. And as an explorer then, player myself, that trope. I love yep. that kind of stuff. Um, so, oh, yeah. which is why I like Keyboard so much because it does reveal more of the world. The better you become. Um, yeah. But any other games you're playing? Um, to be we honest, we do tabletop as well. Busy. Oh, yeah. X-wing, yeah. X-wing. <laughs> play X-wing. X-wing. I'm a huge. Oh. oh, good lord! I'm so hooked on that game. Dear, uh, the amount of money. I'm really, really yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh, the, the amount of money I've spent on it. I just, I just ordered a tentative. 
uh, good lord, I got no. I'm playing it with my eight year old daughter. She's uh-huh. hooked on it too. So yeah, yeah so we're having heaps of fun. It's a glorious <laughs> game. I mean, it does go against my rule of when someone gets a tape measure out. I'm out. Sorry, I'm not playing this game. I mean, put the tape measure away. I'm not doing it. But they get away with it by replacing the tape measure with a laser bolt, which is fine. And yes. you know, it's, it's okay. Yes. I'm okay just, with this. I... People point this out to me going, Chris, you're breaking the rules. Is it really a tape measure, though? Yeah. Is it actually yeah, yeah, a tape measure? Yeah. <laughs> the other game I've just started is Idle Hands as well. So that's another title from Green Man Loaded. Uh, okay. So get, having having a bit of go of that, still early days. So we'll yeah. we'll we'll let you know how we go. No, I'm yeah. I'm a big tabletop fan. Regulars of the show will know I'm a member of the world's biggest board game group in the world ever. Huh? Uh, yeah, five thousand members. Well, five thousand oh. ah. five hundred thousand oh. members, and we have Which... events every single day. Uh, oh, so, okay. Yeah, all, all sorts of games or board games. So there, there is a strict rule: no CCGs. Because that creates yep. cliques, so cliques <laughs> in board game groups. Um, but we have, you know, we just play board games or not board games, tabletop games, but not war games. So anything yeah. that's collectible, in fact, no, because it creates a clique. No RPGs yeah. either, but again, that's a clique. So we, yeah. just, we just. So yeah. but other than that, no, we play all sorts. My favourite still to this day is um, Cyclades, which is a, um, a, a, a war game, conquest war game. We're ah. set, set on um, the uh, collection of islands of the Cyclades, or Cyclades, yeah, okay. uh, in in ancient Greece, and you can summon the kraken. Therefore, oh. the game actually wins because you can summon oh. a kraken in it, <laughs> which, then, which then can be used to devour the opposing players' ships. You can't lose in this game. Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. Yes. Gavin, Keebles 2. We have to summon a Kraken. Exactly. We have to have a Kraken. Yeah, it's just, you can't fail. And what's quite interesting is there's, there's another game uh, that the same maker of this game has made another one called Kemet, uh, which similarly is not set in ancient Egypt. It's set in, no, it's set in Egypt, not in Greece. And that has a giant scorpion in it. Seriously, yeah. this bloke really knows how to make games for nerds. Because, you know, what? I mean, I have people go, what's this game? You look over, it looks a bit complicated. Go, and I pick up the model, the model of the giant scorpion, and go, you can control this. And they go, well, they immediately sit down, like, okay. I'm <laughs> you, you, know, you know what's great about tabletop games or, or board games? The thing is, it, it, it surfaces the basic logic in gameplay yes. uh, really, really well. It, it, and it's pure in a sense. With, in, a, in a sense, you're, with video games or computer games, you're, remo- you're one step removed from all that logic. Yeah. Uh, and 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 there's there's a lot of fun to be had in that. But when you get down to a board game or a tabletop game where you have to read the rules, you have to understand them, and you have to implement it. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's it's like it's like getting back to reading. I don't know basic uh, basic binary if you can. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It is. And, yeah. There's, and there's the rule lawyer. There's going to be one player going. Oh, I think you're fine. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, as a as a developer, that's actually really uh, really important to do. Getting yeah. back into the logic behind the game, so we've, we've, I think we've both actually learned a lot from actually having played board games, yeah. uh, in trying to develop a game like Keebles or any other game for that matter, and any any of the other ideas we've had. And just coming back to the basic rules. I, I, I this the, the Keebles reminds me a lot of um, um, Galaxy Trucker. Well, if you know mm. that game, uh, it's where you build a spaceship. Um, I'm surprisingly bad at that game. Okay. Um, because I find like an asteroid takes out half my ship. Like, no, <laughs> no, I, I thought I had redundancy there. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't have any redundancy in your structure at all. I thought oh, I right. no, no, you didn't. You idiot. For <laughs> shame, for your own person. Right. So let's move on to the second half of the show. Where we talk and joke and laugh about.
So, um, Keebles then, uh, the Zeroth question. Tell us about Keebles. <laughs> what is it? I'll let Felix jump in here. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, you, 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 can, you can never Yay, pick. pregnant I, silence. It's, a, it's never uncomfortable. <laughs> let's, see, let's see if we got my elevator pitch down. All right. Doors closing. Um, Keebles is a, how do we say it, Gavin? Keebles is a physics-based vehicle building puzzler oh. slash action game. Can't yeah. say that fast. <laughs> well done. The background story is that the Keebles um, uh, are running out of mushrooms for one reason or another. We're not saying they're we're not saying that they're eating all the mushrooms and they're disappearing, but they've been they've been they've had been scattered across Keeble Island trying to find more mushrooms, and they're now in trouble because the mushrooms are disappearing. Are these just regular Thankfully, mushrooms? I'm just saying. Say that again. Are these just regular mushrooms? Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Feel, feel yeah. free to speculate. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> some, some people are very happy. Keebles. Very happy. Right. Very happy. Very. Strangely, ha- strangely happy given their predicament. Yes. <laughs> Make of that yeah. what you will. <laughs> the essential idea, though, is that there's this magical bubble. We don't know where the bubble came from. Uh, and uh, that, that, that saved them once before. We don't know what that means either. We'll work that out. And and you, as the player, have to navigate this bottle, bubble across the island to save as many people as you can to take them to the great pink whale at the end of the world to take them to safety. Yeah. Or to more mushrooms. So it's not yeah. quite like Nidhogg. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> the player after they've won, which I never figured that out. Why were you across the screen you killed yourself? Oh, no. Uh, fantastic game though especially when you rip the other player's spine out but it's still <laughs> yeah why are you doing that so yeah big whale I did notice that in the in the yes. intro which is beautifully the, rendered I have to say the, 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 jo- the joke being if you um, if you play to the end and watch the credits uh, the, the whale's the whale's name is actually Moo the blue whale Spoilers. he's wearing makeup <laughs> yes Oh, provided by Illus. That's, 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 that's where the budget went. He's yeah, that's right. quietly. One point two million dollars worth of pink. Yeah. He's comfortable with spending inside, but I think <laughs> what, what just want to make it clear is that this is a bit like uh, Banjo Kazooie uh, Nuts and Bolts in that you build vehicles out of a very limited sex selection of uh, items. It's presented in a two D plane, it's entirely two dimensional. And you're given various tools and equipment made out of struts, beams, wheels, and other paraphernalia, which I won't go into for fear of spoiling it, um, that allow you to actually traverse your vehicle from left to right across the screen. And as the levels increase in complexity, so does your vehicle. And that's basically it. And what the trick... I mean, I'm trying to do your pitch for you, so you owe me lots of money. But what I'm trying to say is that... (laughs) The the, the, the the real kicker behind this, what you two haven't really revealed properly, is the fact that you can stop it and do it again. Go, you know what? Yeah. That's not good enough. And you can, just like Super Meat Boy, you know, that, that game is cited as the, it's not, not the first one that did it, but it really did understand the concept of immediately restarting. Just know yeah. when you die, bang, you're back, straight back in, in, the, in the fray. And that's yeah. important because when you get a tough game and your game is tough, Keeble's it mm-hmm. looks looks cute and, and kiddy despite the mushroom references. Um, it's, it's 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 all cute and kiddy and, and lovely and beautifully rendered, but underneath it is a there's a there's a soul of death and pain and, and a, a product of diseased minds, and it's, yeah. it's really 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 is tough. And that, and the only way to get over that the fact that you can immediately restart and re, and tweak your vehicle and go. Actually, what if we put that wheel on there and put that brace there and and just 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 see if I can turn it into a, a roadster and then nothing yeah. goes, you know. Uh, we, we, spent, actually, we, we yeah, actually, we spent a lot of time trying to develop that uh, to to make the iterative cycle as smooth as possible, uh, moving yes. from the level to the workshop. A lot of tweaking in that. In, in fact, things like you see now, like the restart button, wasn't really there till after we saw people play it at PAX 2014, PAX Oz 2014. In Melbourne, Australia. Right. Uh, so yeah, so so there, there's been there's been updates to the UI to 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 enhance that uh, iterative or to enable the iterative process right up to I don't know two weeks ago, three that's, weeks ago. That's amazing. But it's but it's also it's it's an area of feel as well. You know, it's that whole thing of trying to make it feel right. And so there's I suppose we spend quite a lot of time um, 
tweaking just even simple things like the transitions between the level and the workshop, you know, the speed of these things, just because you do do it so much and you want it to be seamless. You don't want people to start getting frustrated at that cycle no. um, because it, yeah, it, it's the core of the whole game, really. Now, yeah. I do, hmm. moving on from Zero's question, here's the first proper design question. Brace yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Momentum and efficiency are two key aspects of keyboards. Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you think you can effectively communicate this to the player? Uh, by beating them over the head when they get it wrong. Speaking of efficiency, the number of players we see uh, putting beams around the bubble. Oh my god, <laughs> it's crazy, yeah, it's and 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 it's actually it's funny. I love seeing it. The other thing we see a lot of is uh, people using every single resource in the workshop because it's there. Yeah, that's I mean, hilarious. Although I must confess, this will make you laugh, but actually no thing. <laughs> actually, how else is going to do it? Only a very early stage. I think number three, level three, really early. Mm-hmm. There's a particular keyboard that is kind of high up. <laughs> yep. Can't get him. I mean, this. I'm. I'm rattling through this thing really easy. Can't get him. I got an idea, and I thought, no, don't, don't do it, Chris. Don't. No, I got no choice. Don't, don't, no, no, don't. And you know what I did? I actually just put just a triangle of beams on top of them. On top of it. On top of it, and go. There you go. I said, come on. Little internal monologue in my brain going, no. It's just wasteful. Like, is it wasteful? You're trying to save these little dudes at any cost, right? That's it. But it looks stupid. It's not about looks, is it? It's about function. So, yeah, yeah put a little tree on top of my bloody bauble yeah. and off it went. And yes, it worked. <laughs> That's what we love. We love about it. It's the progressive um, uh, learning you get out of it as well. Yeah. Every every iteration, you learn something more. But, and this comes back to that initial boxcar 2D thing. You're effectively evolving your design uh, iteratively, mm. very slowly over a period of time. Sometimes very quickly, but yeah. But you're you're you're, you're doing it. You're resurface the uh, the evolution component uh, mm. of this to the player. So yeah. my next question then is. Um... What are the foundations of level design for keyboards? What, when you started, I know it's <laughs> some time ago now, so I'm going to ask you to reach mm-hmm. back to yourselves from 18 months ago. What was the thing that you kept on finding that there had to be these keystones or these foundations? Yeah. You could even start making the level. What was the thing? Oh, good lord! The the, the level design process in itself was iterative. Literally, um, if I had to, if I had to think of a process, if I, if you had to ask me to build a new level now, um, what I'd probably do is draw a bunch of lines, put a vehicle together, and see what happens. <laughs> That's effectively what we what we did for a lot of it. I we sometimes knew it. start with. Yeah, so, so some of it had an overarching theme, yeah, as in, you know, right, for yeah. instance, you know, we'd like to do a thing with, you know, with this, or we'd like to do a thing yeah. with that. But beyond that, because the interactions between the level and the vehicle and your designs and everything that we give you is are so complicated that it becomes almost impossible to sort of mm. see from the outset, you know, here is the ideal solution. Yeah. So that the process of building the game is as iterative as the process of playing it. Really. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, you know, we, we see some of these levels and we go, some of these have been brilliantly designed uh some, a genius must have come up with these angles <laughs> and the reality though is i think there's the, the, despite the amount of time we spend tweaking and finessing it there's quite a big margin for error in that at the end of the day uh, the vehicle how 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 well you play the game or how well the levels play comes down to the vehicle design as well so you can build a range of lines in the level uh, uh and 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 set it there and to a certain degree a lot of them, a lot of those designs will work because it comes down to the player playing it anyway. So you tweak the level, you tweak the, the ground and curves to 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 make it uh, make it as good as you can, uh, but the rest is up to the player anyway. 
So a lot of it's out of your hands. But but actually, just a, a quick story on uh, on on part of that design process, level design process, level five Humpy, which has got to be one of our favorites now. It's, it's it comes up early on in the game, so players get straight into it. But that 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 was an example of a level where we um, we came up with an, with a general theme for the level to begin with. We had only we had introduced the puffer very late into the piece in the game. We actually had the puffer uh, as a mini rocket, so much like a smaller boom boom pod that you see in the big rocket that you see in the game yeah. now yes. um, and and changing that into a puffer uh, was one of the best design decisions we ever uh, we mm. ever made it, it gave a it gave a new mechanic to the game mm. and as such we had to throw away a whole bunch of levels yet again and uh, and come up with some new concepts and humpy was one that that got put in pretty much it was probably pretty much the last level we yeah. we, we put in I think and Gaff basically said why don't we build a BMX track effectively mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we thought, okay, well, let's look at BMX track. We have lots of little hills, some big ones, and a tabletop. Yeah. And that's all we did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think well, something else that we explained to listeners is that you don't have actually much direct control over your vehicle. You just set no. it off, it just goes. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, that's the whole thing is that you have a level to conquer, which you can preview. That's nice of you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> You're welcome. That's all right. And uh, you look at what's going to happen, you think anyway. And, uh, oh, I need mm-hmm. – no, you don't need that, but you think you need that. And ended up building the same vehicle over and over again until you realize it's not going to work. <laughs> that, uh, that I've seen in people like, let's do that again. Yeah. Oh, well, that worked. Barely. <laughs> Got us through the lit. Um, so uh, it's so it's so easy to get to get caught in your own little bubble uh, when you're yeah, building something. Yeah, Once you, you go do. down design path, you uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to break yeah. out of it. You it turn is. to EA, don't you? You turn into EA. Yeah. basically, you make yeah. the EA of keyboards. Um, basically, yeah. making FIFA over and over again. Like, well, just slightly <laughs> tweak it, just like move the wheel just a little bit there, and we can make that a feature. See, it's like. No, don't go. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've seen that in many videos. Like, what are you doing? It's, this is a new level. It worked last time. No. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the oh, point of the game. Sense. Here's you. <laughs> Separate <laughs> things. So um, I thought I thought that was the foundations. There aren't any. Brilliant. Nicely yeah. done. Right. There aren't. <laughs> Which is exactly what I was trying to get to with that really question. <laughs> Number three, see, look, penultimate question. I know it's come to an end. I'm sad too. Oh. Uh, oh. Do you feel the central draw to playing keyboards is the need to make better vehicles? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think OCD is really our main driving force. Yeah. In the if, you, if, you don't, if we don't have it, we would like to give it to you. Yes. You're welcome. That's right. It's, you do know what the D think... stands for, right? Yes. <laughs> it's a disorder. It's not something like it's a bad thing. <laughs> I do, because it is. You know, you see these people who you see these people who have to wash their hands every twenty seconds and oh yeah. yeah. What if I thought oh. you, you know, make sure you wash your hands exactly fifty times each day to avoid catching O C D uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> anyway, yes. So that is it, isn't it? Really, that's the that's the hook to this. Is that it's, yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it's actually there's this thing that gets under your skin with the game where you sit there and you go, you know, if I just done the the the, then I would have made it, or I would have got all the keyboards, or I would have whatever. And that's I guess one of the key parts of the game design, the way that we have. Um, the five stars, the um, time limits, and all of these other bits and pieces are designed to create different ways for you to push yourself. I mean, you know, you can, in quite a few of the levels, if you just want to pull through to the end and you don't care about stars, all you want to do is finish the level, then you can come up with a whole bunch of horrible designs that will do that. But it then starts to become that thing of, okay, I've got two keyboards, maybe I can get the next one, and then maybe I can get all the keyboards and get under the time limit. And it's that whole iterative thing where you just think one more change, one little bit. Yeah, and, and then eventually sudden, yeah, it's like, look, I've only done it one wheel. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> Um, no, yeah. never We've also yeah, and once you finish the game and got an all five stars, and say you got an all five uh, time, all sorry, all time challenges as well, we award you the Bubble Master achievement. But we have a whole bunch of other achievements we come up with to make you to let you get back to certain levels and try to see if you can you can do them even better. Hasn't so Humpy's some, um, 
yeah, isn't there a low ball achievements as well? Like, well, like... Hum, there, there's a there's Humpy has um, uh, no wheelie achievement, which uh, no, sorry, no, it's called I like to ride my unicycle. Yeah, my apologies. Uh-huh. Yes, where you have to try to see if you can do Humpy with just one wheel. Well, um, yeah, just drags himself yeah. along. It's quite funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just> drag. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Poor thing. Look, come on, it'll work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, um, so my last question. I know I'm sad too, but uh, oh. things come to an end. The visuals. I know you talked about them earlier, but they are very clean and crisp. Was it always the intention that it would look this way, or is it just come out that? Oh. Can I answer this one, Gav? Yeah, you go for it. <laughs> No. <laughs> we had no idea what we had no idea what this game was going to look like. Um and, and we, in fact we we can we could probably we should probably share some uh, some initial uh, version art. We start, we do share some initial version art. If you actually finish the game and uh show us the proper respect, there's a respect achievement, go check it out. We give you we leave you a little surprise. That surprise includes uh, early prototypes of the game some somewhere. I'm not going to say any more than that. Said too much already. Oops, I'm gonna. Yeah, be... yeah. yeah. but uh, no, but yeah, the early, the 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 initial, um, <laughs> the the initial uh, art for the for the for the game. I, we look back now, we can't believe we were even thinking of releasing the game. That's <laughs> absolutely hard. Um, I don't know what it was, but at some point during development, and, be- and thankfully before PAX OS 2014, which was when we had our first showing game, sometime before that, I sat down and went, "Oh my God, we can't release it like this." Uh, and Gavin will remember. I think I spent two weeks just just drawing and coming up with stuff, not doing anything else. And we weren't even sure if it was yeah. going to be a productive use of my time because we had absolutely no idea whether I could come up with anything better than what we we had. Uh, we had no idea what direction the game was going to go from a visual point of view. Mm. Uh, and after two weeks, something clicked. Uh, it was one particular design I drew out on a piece of paper, uh, which we still have somewhere here, uh, that, then, that then influenced the rest of the design for Keebles. It was just literally one, one, one image that I came up with. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, if we went with this, in this direction and the rest of the, ga- the art drew itself uh, in, 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 a, in a way, because once I came up with a basic concept, mm-hmm. yeah, the rest of it just followed from there. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to tease that out of you as well to see... Why does it look like that? It could have gone all sorts of directions. Yeah, it could have yeah. gone like oh weird sci-fi like sort of thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. that wouldn't no, we... have worked because if you've done sci-fi, like oh you're part of this computer program that's been oh yeah, to, or you could have like, you could have been like a yeah. the rover on on Mars picking up rocks and stuff. You could have done all sorts of things, you know. Well, the, yeah. the choice for art style uh, was, um, was, was was also came out of the fact that we didn't really know where we were going to end up marketing the game. And this is the thing we, we've had to. It's a it's been a largely iterated development process. Um, we would we would prefer to have sat back and said. Now in hindsight, we would prefer to have sat back and said we are going to release the game on PC, Mac, and this is the audience, and this is how it's going to be done. Um, but the reality is, I mean, being our first game, uh, we didn't have the, the benefit of experience to a certain extent. So a lot of it has come 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 about by accident. So the initial. Uh, versions of the game were we, we initially thought it might it, it, it might it might be more of a casual title um and, and started heading in that direction uh if, if we if we knew what the game was going to end up like now it's nothing like a casual title as you as you've discovered uh we might have ended up going in a completely different direction with the yeah art. you could have done and um mm. you could have gone mm. all sorts of ways you could have made it into a higher fantasy thing where it's like a a cart full yeah. of apples that you had to balance across a ravine yeah, uh, that, and as it, went, as it went across you had to make sure you lost the least amount of apples, it could have been anything yeah. uh, the, the, the initial, initial concepts for the game itself the game mechanic um, uh, was more uh, engineering based we actually had, uh, instead of the bubble we had engines yeah. a, a variety of engines, different powers that you had to, had to basically uh, right. use to core your vehicle yeah um, it, yeah, and the reason why we threw it out overboard, Gavin, I think, it was because it's too hard to code for. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the bubble was the bubble was introduced to solve a gameplay problem. Um, in reality, the the problem was simply that how do you stop players just bowling their way through? You know, how how do you create a desire to you know design a vehicle that does the job well? 
and reward yeah. people for doing a good job. And so that's where you needed some way that you could break the vehicle if you weren't careful, if you just yeah. did too bad a job. And mm -hmm. so that was really the genesis of the bobble was, uh, you know, essentially solving this gameplay problem. And it seems to do it pretty well. It creates a nice incentive and a, you know, a visible incentive for you to look after the vehicle that you've created. I can definitely see, yeah. and I know, um, Felix, I think you mentioned your, your parents. So I definitely think there will be, I don't know, sitting down with your child and letting your child create this stuff and just mm. like work with them. And just, you know, it's just such a creative thing. It's yeah. less, less messy than Lego. Granted, uh, and less noisy. Uh, is it? I don't know. Uh, Lego is noisy when you're trying to find yeah. the bit. Um, yeah. It's a like, <laughs> what can't say. I had um, there's a there's a there's a great uh, Twitch uh, live stream video up on the community hub at the moment. Uh, a tiny turtle essay plays the plays the game through for about an hour, and he's amazing. It's it's the most hilarious thing watching a game. Watching other people games most hilarious. Thing. But I had my eight year old uh, daughter. Uh, watching it last night, and she was screaming at him. <laughs> she was. She saw him put four wheels on to try to solve solve level five Humpy, and she went, "Wait, what's he doing?" No. <laughs> hilarious thing. Yeah, I know. It's just like you know, that's why I put my little tree on top of my thing. Like, don't do this. It, 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 it is. It is. It, it, as you as you probably can imagine, it's probably a little a little harder a game than most kids can handle. Uh, so yeah, so I, I can be with a parent. Yeah. So if you sit with the parent, well, exactly, and, yeah, and yeah. then because the pair of you could actually, you know, it's like why, why, why would you put that there? You know, why have you dragged that? It just teaches them a bit about physics as well. I mean, well, exactly. eight old yeah. that sort of stuff is perfect because it gives an appreciation of you know mass times acceleration, yeah. force, yep. and exactly. they get an, an idea of all that. And it's just, it's yeah, well done to you both. You've been fantastic Thank you. guests. Thank you. The game is out now, as of recording, by the time it's released, right? Because it comes out yeah, in, in a day or so. So yeah, but yeah. You know, it'll be out on Steam, and it's available on Windows, PC, and Mac? Yes, that's it. Right. Not Linux yet, then? Not at the moment, no. no. Just trying to get the thing launched, first of all, and then we'll get back to all of that. So it's, yep. um, it's, it's a, your own engine, obviously, or is it? I don't know. No, it's Unity. It is Unity. Okay. It is. So, yep. Yep. Uh, it's a 2D just, game, huh, on Unity. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh -huh. oh, oh, yeah. It was oh, great, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun with that. Oh, I bet you luck. love that. Anyway. We uh, oh, oh, we, yeah, we particularly yeah. loved it when we built our own 2D system inside of Unity, only for Unity to release their own 2D yes. engine. So we got to throw it all away. It was good. Yeah, not not only not that that that's that's worse than it sounds. Um, that's way worse than it sounds. All Gavin had to do was build a thing and code it out. Spent three months of his life doing that. I I'm the poor sucker who had to balance the physics in the game. I think four times over as Unity as we threw stuff out and and Unity changed and put updates up. It's just every time an update came out, just I can imagine the, the email now, dear makers of Unity. You Stop. bastards! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love kisses. That's basically your email. At the end oh my god, that was that was horrible. That no, was good for it's... years, and I mean years was a three D visual thing only. Correct. The yeah. menu yeah. was just uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. over over the last three or four years, no less than that, a year or so, yeah. it's like yeah. here's a two D thing. Like, oh thanks. Yeah. You think you did that yeah. first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so it was it was good fun for us throwing all of our work out. But look, you know, the yeah. reality is that I'm glad they did it because it made other things better. So you know, <laughs> just would have been great to have had two years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We we like we like we like listeners, your listeners, to also know that we're planning a whole series of really, 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 really fun updates in the next uh, few yeah. weeks. Actually, we don't know when they'll be released yet. That's out of our control. We're going to let Green Man load it, uh, push the button on them. Uh, but we've got two words for you: sand and box. <laughs> ah. A box of sand. Excellent. A box of sand. Yeah. Litter. <laughs> for free, we'll for every it, purchaser. We'll, yes, Lucky we'll, call it, we'll call it a kitty, kitty litter update. Yes. Or not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? No, Gavin's I heard. Yeah, I did. Yes. That's, that's the other one he uses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're good at it. I hear what you're saying. It's a good idea. 
It's not. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Wait. Pass- yeah. Pessimist, uh, English. <laughs> um, gents, like I said, thank you very much for coming to the show. Um, love to have you back on when you've got a new project, and I hope you do. Sure. Um, maybe you. you're now making something completely different. Normally happens. Look at No Man's Sky, for sake. You've got this weird arcade racing game, and now they're making <laughs> a big, epic, universe spanning game like. I'm sorry, I don't understand people. So I'm not sure it's going to come out too, but um, from what I've seen so far, there's uh, yeah, you've, you've certainly got the creative juices flowing. So uh, thank you thank again you for much. making this oh. game, sharing it with the world, getting it out and finishing it, because finishing a video game is a major feat. Okay? It is. I'm sure you've figured this out by now, but it's the last <laughs> 10, 10 minutes, actually, is the most painful, uh, I've been told by developers. It's just putting that final tit- uh, touch on the menu screen. Like, do we really? Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> apparently making menu screens is the most painful thing in um, game creation. <laughs> Who would have thought? Every developer so I've ever spoken to is like, uh, all the hard things, the, the hard stuff, like, like we did that two years ago. Actually, maybe even yeah. free. So what about the, yeah. oh, it's the menu? <laughs> so on that foul note, I saw. Uh, you should, you should, you should try asking Gavin for a pause, pause menu on the level select screen. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. I can, I can feel the stink eye from here. Like, yeah. uh, he got oh, it in eventually. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, there. Definitely is a case of, like, no, not not doing that. No, I can't be. <laughs> Have you seen my backlog? Yes. <laughs> what do you trying to achieve with this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the point of this. Do you really think people are going to press that button? <laughs> What's the great thing about being the programmer in a game, though, is that you can always do that. Oh, I can't do that. Technical reasons. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Engine won't do it. Even more effective, given you're the only yeah. programmer. That's it, exactly. So there's so, the other problem of like your inability to lie <laughs> <laughs> about coding. Like, that's not true, is it? Now, how many no. other thousands of games have you seen with a pause menu in it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's great. Precedent's been set. Oh, damn it. <laughs> on that note I should bid you folks thank you very much thank you see you soon bye bye and so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory do leave us an iTunes review and you can also don't forget listen to us on stitcher.com so just go to stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there you just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us that'd be great you can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer, you listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Bye!